Do it now. Sort of kicking off the 4 o'clock hour, five minutes in now. This segment brought to you by Twin Peaks. It's the best Sunday of the year coming up this Sunday. Grab your favorite bar stool, order another 29-degree ice-cold draft, and watch the AFC and NFC Championship games at the number one sports bar, Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I see your texts about a magic trade potential coming through. We'll get to those a little bit later on in the show. Somebody else asks for a best bet tonight. I like the Jazz plus six. Let's tackle our first four things. Number one. Breaking news in the NBA world. The Bucks have fired head coach Adrian Griffin some 43 games into his tenure as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. 43 games is the third shortest head coaching tenure in NBA history. Very puzzling. Uh, I don't think the Bucks have fully hit their stride. They're a mess defensively, but they're not bad. They're the number two team in the East right now. Adrian Griffin had helped the team, at least we think, win 30 of the first 43 games of the year. So I looked up the history of quick firings, because like I said, this is the third, third shortest coaching tenure in NBA history. So the history of quick firings of the two coaches that rank ahead of Adrian Griffin, Jerry Tarkanian, the, the famous uh, college basketball coach at UNLV was the head coach of the Spurs in 1992, coached 20 games before getting the axe. He went 9-11, and couldn't win over the locker room, who had David Robinson at the time, and he was overcome uh, or, or overwhelmed with panic attacks. That's what led to his exit. And then number two was a guy by the name of Bob Weiss, who coached 30 games for the Seattle Supersonics, Went 13 and 17 through 30 games with Ray Allen and Richard Lewis on the roster. So he had a short leash when it came to a record like that. But let's review the two coaches that were fired more expeditiously than Adrian Griffin went 9 and 11 and 13 and 17. And here you have Adrian Griffin at 30 and 13. Something doesn't fit. There's something going on. You have to have, and I touched on this to open, you have to have just the right kind of coach to assist Giannis and Dame and that Milwaukee Bucks roster. Because here's what the kind of the, the front office of the Bucks and the decision makers for them, I think, are saying, and tell me if you agree with this, is it doesn't matter who the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks is. They're going to be uh, 30 and 13 through 43 games when they have Giannis and Dame. Now I say that with a, you know, I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you can you can swap, uh, you know, swap coaches yeah. midway through the season, and they're still confident that the Bucks are going to get to where they need to be. But Adrian Griffin just wasn't applying and wasn't adding enough to the scenario and the equation to really push the needle to get this team back to the promised land. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the David Blatt conversation. It's, yeah, he he got fired 41 games into the season in 2015 because the team just decided and and they were 30 and 11 when he got fired that was the Cavs yeah the LeBron Cavs and and the reason why that doesn't qualify by the way because that's only 41 games is he coached the full 82 the year prior that was year two with David Blatt but they decided in the middle of the year okay we've got LeBron so whoever we have is going to get us to 30 and 11 we need someone that's going to help push us over the top and I and I hope that that's all it is. Uh, an organization making a coaching decision 
we think we can do better than what you're providing because the cynical side of my brain is saying there's something much worse that's about to come out, you know, and I hope that that's not the case because those stories are always uh, ugly and uncomfortable. So we'll see whatever it is, whatever the reasoning, somebody will start blabbing about it. We'll yeah. find out in the coming days. Some some coaches are meant to be assistants, and that's that's just a, you know that's a fact. Some coaches are motivators, um, and again, when you're in that type of situation, you need to bring something very specific, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, high ba- like uh, high basketball IQ to the extreme. You are making these players better. Um, it needs to be something very specific, and he might not just have it. Yeah, you know, it might just be he's a motivator. Which good, there are spots for motivators in this league, not as head coach. Maybe not a maybe not a tactician. Yeah. Number two, Jim Harbaugh looks to be close to finalizing a deal that will make him the head coach of the LA Chargers. Here's Mike Garofalo of NFL Network with the latest that this team could move on Jim Harbaugh and try to get him under contract here in the near future that feels like where we are that feels like Harbaugh is not just toying with the NFL to try to get Michigan to agree to something to jump back to college Judy this has felt like Harbaugh has his eyes locked on the NFL and this could be the move in the near future to Los Angeles back to California where he's coached before where he's played before where he'd be comfortable yeah a huge get for the Chargers if they're able to pull this off I always viewed Harbaugh as more of an NFL guy than a college guy super impressed with what he did at San Francisco with the 49ers, and that was at a time when the 49ers were a mess. They weren't the well-run operation they are right now, or they were back in the 80s with Joe Montana at the helm. He turned that thing around. They were a disaster, and he did the same thing at Michigan. He is exactly what the Chargers need, and if they hire him, you'll have an AFC West that is composed of Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and Antonio Pierce. But those top three... Three of the most legendary coaches in football history. Yeah, I mean, pretty extreme. And I think it's the perfect hire for if you are the Los Angeles Chargers. Bring in Harbaugh to finally give, I think, Justin Herbert that coach that can really allow him to grow and get him in the right situation. Herbert's been doing his own heavy lifting with all of his success, success, I think, in his career so far. And having Harbaugh... I think is what takes him officially to the next level. Yeah, it does seem like that would be a match made in heaven. Number three. UCF's men's basketball team is in action tonight against Big 12 foe West Virginia. The Fronds will be out. That's the Palm Fronds, not the forward that plays for the Magic. This one is at home. UCF, West Virginia have a lot in common. Both hold home wins over Kansas. Not a lot of teams can say that this year. And both have been blown out by Houston at Houston. Uh, West Virginia still has not won a game on the road this year. They're 0-6 and they play away from the building they call the Coliseum. Meanwhile, the Knights are 8-3 when they play at Edition Financial. And the odds makers love them. Some UCF tonight. Have you seen the spread on this game? I have not even, I have not looked at the spread, no. What do you think UCF is favored? What do you think the spread is? They shouldn't be favored by more than six and a half points, and that's they generous. Eight and a half. Okay, so it's a little too generous right. for my liking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, West Virginia, they, a very new team, as a lot of teams in college basketball are, not by years in college basketball, but uh, they just kind of got 
put together and, you know, grab a little bit from here, grab a little from there. You have Kirk Chrissa, the former Arizona Wildcat, who left Arizona for some odd reason to go back to West Virginia. I know he had some ties. Noah Farrakhan, who's one of those high school phenoms, um, he's in the backcourt for West Virginia. So they have talent. It's just going to be a matter of clicking for the Mountaineers this season. Hmm. All right, well, um, it sounds like, based on what you think the number should be, West Virginia would be the good bet tonight. But... At eight and a half, it should, like I said, it's going to be this West Virginia team, I think, is going to be better in the Big 12 than the way they started. And I think we saw that with that win against Kansas the other night. Um, it's just going to be a matter of when do they click. But I do think it's going to happen. I do think that they get hot. They're not going to be in the basement of the Big 12 for the rest of the conference play like they currently are. 0-6 on the road this year, so one could say that they're due. This is the second time that these two programs will ever have met in college basketball. The last one was in 2017, and West Virginia won 83-45. The more you know. Number four. Huge news in wrestling. You see this one? I think I saw it flash across the TV screen. The WWE has announced starting in 2025, their flagship show, Monday Night Raw, will be moving to Netflix. An unprecedented move for a weekly live TV show to move to Netflix. We have not seen that yet. Monday Night Raw uh, will be the first to do it. And this is a sign, and, and I'm saying this to you whether you're a wrestling fan out there or not. I'm saying this is a sign of what is to come that has been brewing already. The NFL kind of kicked us off with this. MLS with Apple TV. There will soon be a day, and when I say soon, I mean like in the next year or two, where you have to have every... You have to have almost every streaming platform if you want to watch the full embodiment of the things that entertain you. Like, for me, personally, I have almost all of the streaming platforms. I do not have Netflix right now. I I go on, I go on and off. I try and go on and off with as many as I can. HBO I don't have right now. If there's something I want to watch, I'll reactivate it. But I try and stay on top of it because you can lose track of your subscriptions in this digital world very easily. Very. And I have like a million of them and so I try and trim it when I can. Netflix is one that I've trimmed and I watch wrestling. So this will they'll They'll hook me back in, at least for part of the year, with Monday Night Raw. So it's just another subscription that I have to have. But this is this is the way that it's going. So just wrap your head around that. So have you been religiously watching Monday Night Raw still? Like, I know you had a period there where you were... I lied you, I dormant for many months. Yeah. And part of it was that... I I got really sick for two days, and I was just laid up on the couch, and wrestling was like my sick comfort food, and I got I got I caught up on the current product. But it's also because this is when they put their best foot forward. The lead up to the Royal Rumble, which then leads into WrestleMania, is always the most interesting time of the year in WWE. So whether I was sick or not, that's just what sparked it. But I would have gotten back into wrestling for this period. After WrestleMania, I'll probably lean back off again. And then and there's just kind of ebbs and flows throughout the year. For, for me, that's how I consume it. Do you think that this gets the ratings, the numbers up? No, like like a clickbait I, thing? You're already on Netflix, and it's like, oh, well, it's right there. You know they're going to be throwing it in your face yeah, to click on it. I, I think people that watch Netflix, that use Netflix all the time, will check it out. But I think in terms of their overall viewership, I think it's going to drop tremendously. Okay. Because they were on... 
U.S. Most the, people still watch TV through traditional cable. Yeah, they haven't made the full shift yet, and you, I think you're losing out on a lot of you're losing out on a lot of potential eyeballs. But they're going to make a ton of money. That's just typically how these things go. It's a ten year deal for WWE worth five billion dollars. Wow! So Netflix is paying for this. They, and they might pay for it. <laughs> they, they just might. And they still have commercial breaks and stuff, which you we don't have anything on Netflix right now that has a commercial break that I'm aware of. Netflix is is one of the few that doesn't bombard you with ads. Right. So that's, that's coming, too. Uh, it's very interesting to watch how all of this is going. Still to come, your shot at UCF Baylor tickets at 530. Stay tuned for that. Mike Gennetti from SpotTrack.com will join us in the very next segment. But first, let me fill you in on a little place called Better Ed.